Welcome to the End Times Chat. Our passion is found in the words of Jesus. There will be signs in the sun, moon, and stars. On the earth, nations will be in anguish and perplexity at the roaring and tossing of the sea. People will faint from terror, apprehensive of what is coming on the world, for the heavenly bodies will be shaken. At that time, they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. When these things begin to take place, stand up and lift up your heads, because your redemption is drawing near. Each week, you will hear news from around the world that will urge you to wake up to these events to make you knowledgeable about what the Bible says about them. Join GJ and Dan in the conversation. Are you ready? And do you want to be sure? I'm ready. I'm ready. Show one. 101. 101. Come on. Every time I hear the 101, I think of the 101 in LA. Oh my gosh. Back traffic. Does that bring back memories for you? Dude, you know. You don't have any idea how much time I spent on that highway. I mean, <laughs> I do because I had a place in LA, but not as long as you. <laughs> I mean, I spent a lot of time on the highway. You a spent more time than I did. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, absolutely no doubt. Especially when you're when you're coming up over the pass, and you're about you have to get onto the four hundred five to go down towards West LA. The four hundred five parking lot. The four hundred five parking lot. You know why they call it the four hundred five, right? Because <laughs> four out of five cars are parked. Uh, or it takes four or five hours to get wherever you got to go. <laughs> <laughs> we love you, LA. We love you. No. LA. no. <laughs> I can't really say I love LA. LA. All right. We're going to sing that song or are you going to revert to Since You've Been Gone? Please don't. <laughs> I was just going to sing it. Come on. I'll just sing another one. But it's your show. It's your it's show. Do whatever you want. <laughs> Before you do that, endtimes.chat, because they may cancel after hearing that song. Oh, man. I can I can make it my own rendition without having the copyright. copyright well, I don't think it's copyright when you sing it. That's what I'm saying. When you play a recording of it, that's when you potentially violate. Oh, by the way, the thank you, Pakistan Cricket League, for listening to us. Because obviously you thought, man, I don't want them to have anything negative to say about us. And they released us from whatever it was they were trying to say. Thank you. You're now in our good graces again, Pakistan cricket team. We love you. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> we're praying for you guys. Good luck in the cricket league. Go cricket. Go cricket. <laughs> Can you do a Let, cricket? <laughs> listen to those crickets. <laughs> uh, Pakistan cricket league. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a lot to cover. I think I really don't know. I'm literally unprepared. Have no idea what you're going to throw up there. And whatever you throw up there, I don't even know if I know what's going on. It's been one of those weeks. Like, yeah, well, like that one, I didn't know. I didn't post that one. Don't know anything about it. I did. I actually found this one. Thank you, Dan. But before we do, actually, you know what? Before we do this, GJ, we have to catch up. How are you doing? I tell everybody, how's it, how are you doing? Personally, I'm doing great. It was great to spend time with you. And before this, we went live. I said, I've been in mourning <clears throat> all week. And Dan goes, why? And I said, yeah, I've been very teary-eyed 
which is not true. Um, <laughs> and he goes, why? I go, because I missed you, man. Mm. We literally were together in the glass room and nobody would see us. It was like we were invisible. They're like walking by looking like this. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like this invisible force field. We're literally in a glass room and nobody was looking at us. Don't make eye contact. <laughs> Don't make eye contact. And it was people we knew. I know. <laughs> so man on the road, just like you all good. I know you're on the downhill stretch. Oh man. I am. I have the law school. I'm just getting caught up after the week away. I got a few more things to do to make sure I'm on target with some deadlines, but I'm feeling good about that. By the way, we have people on our roof right now putting in the rest of our solar. So if you hear any noise in the background, it's that. It sounds like somebody's like drilling something into our roof. That's what's happening. Because here's why. I, I don't even want to know. We're done with paying money to PGE. I'm just saying. Pacific Gas Electric is the main company over here in California. And, you know, apparently they're financially struggling. And I can see why. Because they're now forcing all of us in California by 2035 to have all electric cars. Everything. Everything. And there's not even enough electricity to be able to support what we have right now. But yeah, yeah. we're going to add a few million cars to the mix. Plug them in. Yeah. Yeah. Turn off your power. I don't know. I don't know. That's a topic we don't want to go because we will get canceled. We will get canceled for that one. There's no doubt How about it. we do get canceled? In time set. Or you could find us a true social, liftable.tv, which is endtimes.chat, Telegram, and find us on Spotify and iTunes podcast. Watch the ticker. It's going by. It's going by right there. Wait, it's coming back. And are we bouncing it over to Rumble as well? Well, I didn't, honestly, I have not had a lot of time to pop it over there, but we are on Rumble. It's actually very easy to do. I can walk you through in about two hours. How about I just send you the links and then you can pop it up for me? <laughs> just pop it on there for me. I could. It's actually pretty easy. Well, we are on Rumble already. We just, I just don't have a lot of videos up there. Anyway, back to what we were talking about. So we have this, uh, we have this landslide that has taken place in Venezuela. Now, these landslides, they're massive. I'm not sure if you've ever seen what happened like in a video or in person, but if, have you seen what happened on video, what it looks like? It's unbelievable. I have. If you have video, that'd be even better. Instead of get, like you're sucking me in, you had me at hello, and then now you're like, where's the video? <laughs> well, I don't, you had me hello. I don't have one of yeah, this actually, I don't have one of this, this particular landslide that happened in Venezuela, but I will pull up one and let you guys see it. Oh, yeah, there's a good one. Top five massive landslides caught on camera. Wow. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. Talk about it, but we don't see it. But <laughs> I'm about to show it to you. There it is. Look at that. Check that out. That is a landslide. And they're like, whoa, uh, maybe I should. Oh, they cut that car. Another shot from the other side. Look at that huge boulder. Wow. So this is like standing next to a volcano. There's a bunch of these landslides that happen, and you can see there's nothing right here. Just caught that, by the way. Yeah. 
<laughs> when Earth falls like that, it is, it is, look at that, look at that, look at that. It is one of the most powerful events that could possibly happen. When you see a volcano go off and you see the entire top of a mountain explode off. I mean, check that out. And that's, that's a guy that's standing on the top. I'd be like going the other direction right now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Look at this. Uh, is that the other view? And then this last one, I think this one takes out a bunch of those houses. I do look at how it's moving that whole house. I do know that most people in this one didn't get hurt, but check that out. So why are we talking about this? Uh, you tell me. Oh, wait, you're asking me. Okay. Got I asked a question. Are you going to ask a question back? Because I asked. Yeah. <laughs> we can play this game and you'll, you'll eventually win because you're smarter than I am. Yes, Dan Crystal, smartest man alive. No. As, as annotated by the top in times.chat people on the internet. Smartest man alive, Dan Crystal. That's the sound of my roof right now, if you're hearing it. I thought that was crickets. I know, it's not crickets. <laughs> <laughs> they're, coming through the, they're coming through the wall. It's a live show, people. This is what happens when things are live. You can't control what's yeah. going on around you. So the reason why we talk about this is because uh, Jesus told us, I was just reading actually today in Luke. Could you speak up? Could you speak up? <laughs> okay, well, there he goes. Okay, there we go. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Come on. Our editing guy is going to have a real tough time not getting that editing stuff out. Yeah. yeah we're, we're just going to leave it in. We're going to leave it in, people, because it's live. That's kind of people we are. So, no, the, the, the reason why we talk about this is because of the fact that Jesus said there'll be signs in the earth, moon, sun, and stars. And there is one particular point when earthquake will happen. That's one of the most massive earthquakes that can happen all over the planet. And so when we see things like this, it just goes to remind us that the earth is very fragile. Although it's, it's created, it's strong, but the earth is very fragile as far as it's balanced extremely well the way God created it. But when sin entered into the world, then I think that's when these things started to really take shape. And uh, so now we're, we're, we're seeing a bunch more of this. We just saw last week, we were talking about it in our 100th episode, about Florida and South Carolina that got hit by that massive hurricane came in and caused so much destruction and also knocked out an entire island of Puerto Rico of power. And Cuba got hit and flooding all over Cuba. All over Cuba. So Cuba, 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 Cuba. These things are going to keep on happening and it's not something that's going to potentially slow down. But what you're going to find is you're going to find that there's going to be people that want to use it, that use this news to try to use it to their own advantage. And we're going to talk a little bit about that probably a little bit later, but I, so I won't go there now. But we do need to pray for the people of Venezuela. There are 30 people that are dead. There are 54 people currently, well, this is as of yesterday, that are missing and people that are still walled in. So almost as if they've been buried in their homes. So we do mm. need to pray um, that they're able to find them, get them out alive, and um, mm. that they'll be safe. So that being said, that's, uh, that's that. We have... We have some things to talk about that are happening over in uh, the other side of the planet. We've never talked about Russia or Ukraine ever. Ever? Ever. Oh, okay. I guess every week. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. Anyway, talk to, us about, talk to us about this. There's one photo 
in the thread, the Telegram thread, that shows a pretty ma- it's a pretty massive photo. So it, it's it, he hasn't done this. There's just threats. So we talk about wars and rumors of war. So Putin's saying that they're prepared to launch a a nuclear bomb that's 150 times stronger than the one that was dropped in Japan in the World War II. Will he? Again, rumors and, you know, but everything continues to escalate all around the world on, on these topics. And, you know, again, whether he Putin will do this, nobody knows. But again, the languaging continues to elevate. The posturing continues to elevate in all these different countries. I know we got some stuff on, on, uh, well, they also got the submarine. I don't know if that's one of your posts, the nuclear submarine that, uh, there's that photo. Boom. Underwater. I mean, they said, I think as you read on there, it's 150 times stronger than what we dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So, man, well, you know, it's not just that it's, it's also, let me just pop this off the screen now. We also have to talk about North Korea. There's a couple of pieces of news about North Korea that we popped up on the, on the thread that I thought, man, here we go again. Here we go again. So let me pop this back up. And while you're doing that, uh, welcome, Jerry, Pastor Jerry from Libya. From Libya. Pastor Jerry, so, so great to have you join us today. Liberia, Liberia, excuse me. Oh, it's Liberia? Oh, Liberia, West Africa. Yeah. So, Pastor Jerry, thanks for joining us. Please pass the word around in West Africa about our about what we talk about. And we're praying, we'll be praying for you as well, because we know yes. there's a lot going on in that area of the world right now. So, yep. yep. Anyway, so here we have this other thing that's been happening. North Korea continues to flex their whatever muscles they've got. And fires ballistic missiles after condemning oh, the sort of like this. What's that? Sort of like this. Sort of like I got I got I got Bill and I got Ted. We're going on an excellent adventure. <laughs> oh my goodness. Why is that in my head? I don't know. I wonder if somebody sang it beforehand. People are going, what are you talking about? I know, right? Back Not only North that, Korea. They also <laughs> fired uh, <laughs> They also fired, I got to confirm my choices here, fired two missiles after the U.S.-South Korea drills. So if you remember, we talked about this last week, that the U.S. and South Korea did did drills off the coast of North Korea. And so then they fired two missiles to kind of show that they've got got the chutzpah to do anything they want to do. So this, the posturing, the wars and rumors of wars, this is what we're talking about. And it continues to happen at a greater scale. I don't have pictures to show you because... I didn't want to put too much credence on what's going on over in Russia as, as far as what's happening right now. But the Crimean Bridge, which is, by the way, one of the longest bridges in the world, was, let's say, bombed. Was There was a train that was heading across, and I guess the, uh, Ukraine is claiming that they destroyed that one section of bridge. And so Russia's retaliated, and they've dropped missiles and bombs all over Kiev. Even struck. I think one of the things that they struck was the German consulate in Kiev, and so who knows how that's going to be a response. But it's just more and more and more. This thing is escalating over in that area, and now Belarus is kind of signed on with Russia, and and saying we're going to 
we're going to help deploy troops. So growing escalate, and I mean, I that's like redundant, but there's an escalation of activity continuing in the north, north of Israel. So GJ, any more thoughts about that before we move on? Again, this has happened all around the world. Um, I mean, from Taiwan and China to, to the Middle East, to North Korea, South Korea, Russia, you know, so Turkey, it's all elevate, escalating on a global scale. 100%. Well, there is a, uh, that's Wars and Rumors of Wars. We talked about Earth News. Now let's kind of move on to our things that, uh, no, leading up to the tribulation. So things that make you go, hmm. But we have, uh, we actually have, uh, or I have a friend. His name's Tanner DeBella. I asked his permission to share this today. You're asking for a friend? I'm, I'm asking for a friend. I already asked for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave me permission to mention that the Sacramento Bee uh, is the Sacramento newspaper. And there was somebody that posted up. There it is again. That's, that's, there not, goes. that's, that's not a me. cricket. That's a cricket. That's a big cricket. <laughs> that's a massive cricket. Anyway, this one hit home for me because this is a friend of mine that's in the area. His name's Tanner DeBella. And Tanner is, he's pretty open with what he shares. And he was just talking about how what the world really, really needs is to, is to take on a biblical worldview. And that's what we talk about all the time, right? We talk about this biblical worldview of saying, if we look at all the events of the world, what's happening around us, then we can see that God's hand is in it, but there's also this plan. There's also the enemy that's trying to attack against that spiritually. So really Tanner was talking about that, but there was a, an editorial article that was posted where his name was actually mentioned. And it says, here, what's to say this? Quoting fascism in Placer County. Okay, that's, that was the title. And this woman says, even more troubling is Tanner DeBella's statement that our government is promoting evil while restraining good and that it is the church's responsibility to take that over, in quotes, and impose its biblical worldview. It's been said that American fascism will be wrapped in the flag and carrying a cross. So what this person's actually doing, and we're, we're seeing this more and more across the news, is that news agencies, the media, they're equating fascism to Christianity, which is a slippery slope that tries to call evil good and good evil. And so fa I, look, I, I looked up the word fascism. Okay, just because I just wanted to make sure that I understood what was happening. And I noticed that there's a different spin on it when you look it up online now. Because now, and I don't remember seeing this before, but I can't find the, find the proof of it. But I remember myself looking this up years ago. And GJ can pull this up too. But it talks about a far right leaning mentality or worldview that has a dictator as a leader. And so when they're calling Christianity fascism, what they're saying is, is that we as Christians want to have a dictator that takes over. And so uh, while DJ's looking that up, Christianity is the furthest thing from fascism because it's about a God who came down and said, I'm inviting you. I'm not demanding you. I am asking you to accept me as your, as your creator. And I will provide a relationship with me that will last forever. That's not a God is coming down and bringing the hammer down on you and saying, you need you worship me or else. Because that's what fascism is. Fascism is you have someone standing up and they're saying to you, you must listen to me and follow me or you're going to die. That's what fascism is. 
And we see that with Hitler, we saw that with Mussolini, we saw that with with, Cyr- with Nero in uh, the Roman Empire. We also saw that with Nebuchadnezzar of Babylon back in the day. So did you find it, GJ? Yes, I did. And I was looking at this. So this is Webster's Bible or Webster's Dictionary. This is a 1980 version. And fascism, it says, a system of government characterized by rigid one-party dictatorship, forcible suppression or opposition, private economic enterprise under centralized governmental control, belligerent nationalism, racism, and militarism. So let's compare and see what it says in Merriam-Webster now. Okay, I have it up on your own screen. Yeah, 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 good idea. It says, often capitalized, okay, great, a political philosophy, movement, or regime such as that of the fascisti that exalts nation and often race above the individual and that stands for centralized autocratic government headed by a dictatorial leader, severe economic and social regimentation, and forcible suppression or opposition. So that's Merriam-Webster, and it has this strong autocratic or dictatorial control. So what what this woman is saying by saying that uh, that fascism will be wrapped in a flag and carrying a cross is saying that if you have any nationalism towards, let's say, United States or any other country for that matter, and you're a Christian, well, then you meet the description and the definition of fascism. That's what she's saying. And so that one hit home for me, and I said, hey, I'd love to share that in our show, just because I really think that is poignant, it's actually something that's happened to a friend of mine. And by the way, if we're not here next week, go to endtimes.chat, 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 endtimes.chat. So that's, that's what yeah, we're going on. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Dan actually sang that song to me before we jumped on. I can't get it out of my head. <laughs> and he is a closet fan of the singer that's all i'm gonna say Nah, i mean little miss independent that's kind of the song i like to say is all about journey <laughs> so if you listen to little miss independent after it's over with and you'll understand what i'm talking about anywho so let's move on from there because that's there is one more thing about leading up to the tribulation i think we definitely need to talk about and that is this right here. Boom. GJ, why don't you tell us what this is all about? Well, again, the World Economic Forum continues to put out their plan. They're, they're basically laying out their plan, and they literally have a plan that's got several different names, and they want to have their plan fully implemented by 2030. Bottom line is digital identity, everything's controlled. Um, there was a post. It had nothing to do with the World Economic Forum uh, that we posted in our thread, uh, how parts are now having like these digital tracking. So a part could be anywhere in the world and they can track it. So, I mean, a lot of that technology we've talked about, you know, it's in different things. I mean, obviously in our phones and so forth. But now it's like every item will be tracked, including you. And in this article, they're, you know, giving funding to uh, the Canadian government to help implement this at a faster rate. So what you're talking about is the 2030 agenda, which there are certain foundations that have given hundreds of millions of dollars to help establish, even recently, the digital ID system of surveillance, which is what you just mentioned. 
And uh, just a little bit of quote from what we posted on the End Times uh, Chat Telegram channel, which you go there and follow us. The 2030 Agenda was adopted by the UN in 2015 and establishes a set of 17 goals that are rooted in Marxist theory. These goals, set to be achieved by 2030, aim to control the population through abortion, contraception, reduce fossil fuel consumption supposedly for the sake of the climate, and instigate a global ID system in which people's every move will be tracked and monitored. And that's a quote. And then an investigative journalist named Corey Lynn has continually emphasized the need to oppose a digital passports. It's actually not what it says there, but I don't want to get booted off for saying what I don't, what I shouldn't say. And uh, that this global digital identity system, as I wait for that to stop, thank you, this global digital identity system is in line with the 2030 agenda goals by normalizing international ID passport. So that means there's a lot of people that are really pushing us to be part of this global credit system so that they can control. There's this whole talk of depopulation. There's this whole talk of let's get everyone under the control of this call it one world government. So whenever we say the words one world government, what are we talking about, GJ? Talking about something called the what? Well, you're talking about the Antichrist takes control and we're talking about the tribulation or things leading up to the tribulation. And so, you know, will that be fully implemented before Jesus comes? I don't believe so, although that is happening. And I believe to some degree that will continue to happen before Jesus returns then midway into the tribulation if you're satan the antichrist shows his true self the first three three and a half years he's showing himself as a good person political religious it's all good there's there's turmoil and he helps solve the problem so he's like the savior although at the three and a half year mark he goes into the the newly built temple uh, in jerusalem and desecrates it and then really starts to show his true self. And then if you go against anything that the him or the one world government or state stands for, you will be apprehended and, and killed. And some of the most, the number one way that this is going to happen is through a guillotine. So they're actually going to cut people's heads off. And that sounds really far-fetched and people would never do that. Well, look at what's happened in the last two and a half years and look how people are turning away. And I'm going to turn for a moment, is that we just started the new Jewish calendar, and we're now into the Jewish calendar, 5783. So it's the 5783, so 5783rd year on the Jewish calendar. So we just started that calendar, and obviously our calendar, most, most calendars, you know, start in January. So the Jewish calendar starts in September, and... 5783, if you follow prophecy, and prophecy is is just what God wants. It's what God is doing or what God is going to do. A lot of people think, oh, prophecy, that that's, can be a whole nother topic, but it's just what, what it stands for. God is saying there's going to be exposure. And what you just talked about was, I was thinking the whole time, is exposure. So people are, are going to either start to go, fall away further away from God or they're going to follow or they're going to start to come even closer to God. And the only way you can make it to heaven is through Jesus. And to, in order to get to the father, you got to go through Jesus. And we'll talk more about that in a couple minutes. So to me, all this is lining up 
for Jesus' return. And the, the other thing that I was thinking about as you were going through some of these things and the bombings and the mudslides and all is you never know when your day is coming. So are you ready? And what does that mean? Are you ready for eternal life? Are you ready to either go to heaven or hell? And a lot of people say, well, I don't believe in hell because Satan has done such a great job to de- to, to be like, oh, it's just this cartoon type thing. Now they're putting in cartoons. Now they're putting in movies, you know, front and center. And they've, they've done it for years and years, hiding it. Now it's like front and center. So to my question to you is, are you ready for eternal life? And before we end this show, we'll show you how you can be 100% absolutely sure that you're going to go to heaven. So that's a long answer. And I di- diverged a little bit, so I apologize, Dan. <laughs> Why would you apologize for sharing the gospel? Don't apologize for sharing the gospel. Hopefully next week, you invite me back. <laughs> you can dive. You can dive ball. This is Dan's show. It's Dan's show. I just no, it's not. It's it's GJ. Dan show. Ten times shot with DJ and Dan. You know what? Get over it. So you're probably wondering. <laughs> you're probably wondering why there's a picture of a dark screen on the screen on the screen right now and it's because because you lost power because the comes a pg and e yeah right no, i think it's bge it's bangladesh general electric so the, this is bangladesh this is a picture this is an actual picture of bangladesh at a national power grid that completely collapsed causing a blackout for 140 million citizens i mean this is a massive amount of electricity that's just not happening and the entire country, the, the national power grid just collapsed. So the, if you're wondering why I'm actually getting solar, there's a, there's a reason for it because I want to be able to have power that's not reliant upon a grid. So uh, in any event, that's I just wanted to show you that because this is something that made me go. And then there's this other thing. I think you posted this, GJ. I, I was like, man, I want to find out more about that. I'm not sure if you remember posting this or not, but it's this right here. Yeah, I posted it. Yeah, I did. And that was one of the things that make me go, <laughs> so these defibr- defibrillator, did I say it correct? You got it. You're good. Thank you. These pop up, it's like a kiosk, are popping up all over the UK. And then you can look at the side map there next to the photo and those are all the places that one has been installed. So what is a defibrillator for? Is if you're having a heart heart attack or a proposed heart attack, they can hook you up to that and restart you, basically restart your, your heart. I know a lot of uh, places, you know, well, obviously medical facilities, uh, rehab facilities, even a lot of gyms have it. That's very common now. But I'm like, okay, why are they pop, popping up right in the middle of shopping? And then when you look at that map, so many in such a small location. That's the question I ask. I know the answer. I'm not going to talk about the answer because we'll get shut down. Well, we can say that there has, there's been a massive uptick in people that are having heart issues, having blood clots, or there are... I'm not, we're not going to talk about the reason why. I'm just saying this, this, this is what's happening. This is actually what's coming out in the actual news media. Or, or should I say the actual news media? But there is, 
there's the, these reports coming in from people that do autopsies. And normally it takes about two hours to drain the body of all the blood and, in, and inject for, yeah, and time stop chat to inject something in, in them to be able to embalm them to get them prepared for burial. But now these autopsies are taking up to four or five hours because to drain the blood, there's there is long plugs, plugs of blood clots, which actually causes heart attacks as well if one of those breaks free and goes to your heart. I mean, I know I understand that because my mom went you know, back in 2006, developed a pulmonary embolism that broke free from her leg, went to her heart, and killed her within minutes. So this is a very real issue. So when you've got all these people that are presenting blood clots, it's a reason why they would want to put up defibrillators all over the UK. Just saying. So I thought that was pretty interesting too, but I definitely hit home because I wonder sometimes if there was a defibrillator that was there for my mom when that happened, if that would have saved her life. But in any event, that's, uh, I thought that was pretty, pretty crazy. And then there's this, there's two more things we got to share before we kind of hop over to, to the message today. But let me just go ahead and pop this up. Mr. Oh yeah, here it is. Mr. Mike Pompeo. I think, I'm not sure if you posted this or if I did, but. You did, sir. I did. Never seen it. Don't even know who that is. I don't know any of those names. You don't know Pompeo, Mike Pompeo? Jesus. Oh, I was about to say, I was like, whoo. He's a former Secretary of State for the United States. Yes, I do know who he was. And then the current administration. But here's what caught my eye about this. It's not about whether somebody agrees with Mike Pompeo or somebody uh, is fans of Joe Biden. It is more along the lines of there are Armageddon comments. This is Breitbart News. This is national. This is, this is the mainstream news media that's popping up a title that says, that Pompeo said that Biden's Armageddon comments are reckless. There has been a lot of conversation. GJ, in the last week, I'm sure you've heard it yourself, a lot of conversation that is pointing to Armageddon-style nuclear warfare. It, it is, it's almost as if the... Biblical. Yeah, biblical. I mean, there's all these comments that are happening over the news media to kind of scare us into the idea that there's some kind of Armageddon level event. Now, what is Armageddon? Armageddon is the final war where the enemy loses. Like there's, Jesus comes down and literally takes out everybody that is coming against Israel and against, the, uh, against his people. So, I mean, I just think it's interesting that we're using these words, Armageddon, Armageddon comments or Armageddon war or nuclear, I don't know, it's just crazy. Right, and we've talked about this before. The, the, those terms are, be, are escalating, so you don't even need to read the the article. It's just these headlines. Those, are, and then you know they're they're pointing back to Armageddon, the Bible. However, people are like, well, well, that's not real. That won't ever happen. You know, well, we never thought the last two and a half years was going to happen either. So that happened. So all these things may have been talked about way back when, and then now we're seeing things actually happen right before our eyes, and we're living it. So to me is, there's a sign. That's a sign. So we talk about the signs. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. Doesn't mean it is happening. Doesn't mean, you know, it's a prophecy thing. But when you start to elevate all these different topics and these words and the things that the Bible clearly lays out right before our eyes, there's a sign. The other thing is, if none of that happens, what are you going to do if you pass away? Where are you going to go? Where are you going to spend 
eternity. And that's the number one thing I can ask anybody. You know, somebody can say, hey, you know, there's been mudslides forever. There's been earthquakes forever. There's been wars. There's been rumors of wars. There have been deaths and people die every day. And, you know, you could justify all these things. The answer is 100% yes. The thing is, what are you going to do about your eternity? That's the thing to really, that's really why we, we bring this show. Yeah, we're going to definitely lean in on that in just a few minutes. Because what, what, in about a, as soon as we show you this video, talk about this, I want to go through the rest of Laodicea, the church that we, that we know was lukewarm to, to God. And uh, we talked a bit about that two weeks ago. But let me just pop this last one out. This source is actually from the U.S. Federal Reserve, the ECB, the Bank of Japan, Bank of England, Bank of Canada, which are all central banks to massive major countries. So this is a little one minute video. What this shows is that back in 2008, which is right there, you can see it's 2008. This kind of shows you from the very beginning how much their assets have grown in 14 years. And it's just a little one minute kind of, I, I, I thought this was fascinating. You can see how their assets at the very beginning were a little over $4 trillion. And in the last 14 years, other than a couple of, a couple of times in a couple of months where they dropped their assets, you can see how it's increasing, increasing, increasing until the very end of this. You're like, when is it going to end? It's going to end in 2022, where the assets of all these central banks has actually increased from $4.3 trillion to $25.7 trillion. That's over a 500% increase in assets for these central banks. One's got to wonder why. One's got to wonder how. But when you amass that amount of assets, you know what? They're really going to town up on my roof. They're really doing a great job. Love it. We can't hear you, so it doesn't matter. We can't hear you. We can't hear you. <laughs> anyway, so I thought that when, when, you, when you take a look at how many, uh, just take a look at this last little scene right there. When you amass that amount of wealth with all these central banks, I mean, that Right now, our national debt here in this country is a little over $31 trillion. So $25.7 trillion is a lot of money. And as these banks start to amass more and more of their assets, then they can have more and more control. But if you take note of the one year where it spiked, and in a matter of one year, their assets went from right around, I think it was, hold on a second. 15 to... 24. There it is. Yeah. So right here in 2020, it went from 15. You're right. And it jumped all the way up to 24. Yeah. Well done, GJ. You were just all over that. What the heck? Well, I was, I was amazed by your bank account. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. I diversify my funds in all these central banks. And really that's just my, uh, those are my assets. By the way, he's kidding. Totally kidding. There's no way I had that in my money. Nowhere even near it. But anyway, all that to say that when you amass that amount of wealth, then the more and more control. <laughs> like you're going to get all these people like, oh, well, send me money. Send me money. <laughs> I know, a bunch of emails. Share the, bank. Share the wealth. It's not the Bank of Dan. It's the uh, central banks. But the, that's the amount of assets that they have. And they there's more and more coming out about how the central banks have tried to control the the environment, the financial environment, economic environment, to benefit themselves and not necessarily benefit the people. So that's that amount of financial system 
when you when you combine all those financial systems together, which is all about the tribulation, if you think about it, you have the one world financial system, the one world government, the one world leader, one world religion. So that's where we're headed for the tribulation. And Gigi and I just believe that it's not that far away. Anyway, glad we were able to make it through that. Let's talk a little bit about Revelation. Revelation chapter 3, and we were in Revelation chapter 3, verse 14 to 22. And last time what we talked about is we talked about the word complacency. Well, what I want to do today is I want to go through five or six different things, and it shouldn't take us too long to do this, but five or six different things we can learn about what Jesus says to Laodicea. The first thing that we know he says is that his character, Jesus's character, is behind the message that he's giving to Laodicea. He says he is the amen. When amen is said, it indicates assent or agreement. It is confirmation of something that is said or done. In other words, amen means so be it. Like this is, this is going to happen. The main point of this unique title of Jesus, used only here, by the way, for Laodicea, is that what he says to this church is totally reliable. It is already set that it's going to happen. And it also says in Revelation chapter 1, verse 5, he is the faithful and true witness. Jesus was called the faithful witness, one who proclaims accurately the revelation of God. It also says he is the beginning of the creation of God, calls him the beginning, which is the same as saying that he is the originator of all things, the creator himself. And then so he, so Jesus in um, Revelation 3.14 says, I am the character. This is my character, which is behind this message. The second thing he, he does is that he says to the church, the condition of this church makes him sick. We find this in Revelation 3, 15 to 17. Through those familiar words, I know your works, appear here, there are no words of commendation that follow. This church has nothing in its ministry that honored the Lord or brought his favor or blessing. Now, what I would say is, is that unfortunately, there are many churches today that their indifference could potentially make the Lord sick. Now, I'm a firm believer in the local church. I'm a firm believer in God doing amazing things through the local church. This is not a, a uh, a way of saying you should not go to church. What I'm saying is, is that when you're part of the part of the body of Christ, he's expecting that there were there, there will be no indifference towards him and his work. Now, some people in Laodicea have, have thought that the word hot refers to true believers and cold to unbelievers and lukewarm to carnal believers. Okay. But in spite of efforts to describe lukewarm uh, of the Laodiceans as that of true believers who are not presently walking with the Lord, which means carnal Christians, the language and force of our, of our Lord's words seem to indicate otherwise. My view is that lukewarm refers to those who profess to be Christians but clearly are not and face the consequences of an eternity without God and without hope. This would also explain why Jesus said that he wished they were cold or hot rather than lukewarm. It also matches the impact of verse 20, where Jesus is outside the church knocking on the door and extending an invitation to individuals within to receive him. They were insensitive to their spiritual need. They said, hey, we're rich, hard wealth, and I do not need a thing. That's what Laodicea was saying. And so they were indifferent towards the need for God. So they were calling themselves, unfortunately, they were calling themselves Christians, but I believe that they were actually not. And that's why Jesus said, I'd rather you be hot, which means I'm totally on fire for you, or I'm cold, saying I deny you. I'd rather have one of those two. 
as opposed to somebody who says, hey, I'm a true believer, but I am indifferent towards Jesus himself. So that's the condition of the church. But then Jesus goes on and talks about and says that his counsel, Revelation 3, 18 and 19, his counsel must be heeded. Jesus urges the Laodiceans to do three things. Recognize their spiritual need, realize why he rebukes and disciplines them, and three, respond with repentance. Jesus is calling the church of Laodicea and us to repentance. The question is, do we recognize our spiritual need? These Laodiceans were, quote, poor, blind, and naked. But Jesus is urging them to acknowledge that they had that they are poor, blind, and naked, and that they need him. Okay. So what this means is they have spiritual poverty. They need to buy from the Lord gold refined in the fire so you can become rich. That's what it says in Revelation 3, 18 and 19. And it says when you're gold that is refined in the fire is pure and all the dross in the negative part of that gold is removed by fire. And Peter even, 1 Peter 1, 7 says, the genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire. So he says, his counsel must be heeded. He's saying, you are poor, blind, and wicked. You need me to come in. You need to buy the gold refined in the fire so you can actually have a life that is filled with the Holy Spirit, his presence and power. Then what he does is, is he starts, he goes into his challenge to open the door to his invitation. So we get this view, we get this look, this viewpoint of here's Jesus standing at the door of the church, knocking on the door of the church. He's saying, I am, I'm asking you, I'm begging you, let me in. I want a relationship with you. I desire a relationship with you. Let me in and let me purify you. So he's challenging the Laodiceans to open the door of faith to him, to put their 100% reliance on him. And he says that when you open the door, Jesus will come in. It's not going to be something where he's knocking on the door and you open it and he runs away. Like Jesus will come into your life. He will fill you with his presence and power if you just rely on him. And then one of the last things that he does here is he talks about the consequence for all those who overcome. Now, when we think of the word consequence, we'd some, we most of the time think of a negative consequence. But there is a positive consequence that happens for everyone who overcomes all the things that are going to happen in this earth. And the wonderful promise for all true believers is we shall one day rule and reign with Jesus Christ in his kingdom on earth. It will be on that messianic throne that true believers will also sit ruling and reigning with him. This identification with Jesus by believers is like the, is like the position and relationship with Jesus has to his father's throne. We don't sit on that throne. The position of a sovereign God, God ruling the universe, but Jesus was granted the privilege to sit down with his father on his throne when he had finished his work on the cross and dying for our sins. So the consequence is we will be with him forever. If we overcome, if we invite him in, let him live and be a part of our life, accept his power and presence in our life, we will overcome and we will spend forever with him. And then there's this thought-provoking conclusion that we've heard many times for all the letters that we've read. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. And that means we need to repent before it's too late need to open the door to Jesus living in life 
and then we can settle the matter forever. We can be, as what GJ says earlier, 100% sure that I'm ready to meet Jesus one day when he comes back. It's an amazing thing when we actually take a look at some of the scripture and we say, we see the parallels of what's going on back in John's day when he's writing this letter to the Laodiceans and how we can read it now. The question is not about, is the church this way? The question is, are you this way? Am I this way? Am I calling myself a believer or have I just have I completely rejected God or have I really grabbed a hold of God's presence or have, am I calling myself a believer but I refuse to allow him to come into my heart and really make change? So, GJ, any thoughts before uh, and then lead him in prayer and or is it said in Jesus? Well, a couple of thoughts. Number one is I, I come back and I got, I know I have this jacket on. Definitely the Holy Spirit's, I got the Holy Spirit bumps going on right now. Where are you going to spend eternity? Are you ready? And as you said, Dan, Jesus is there ready. He loves you. He cares about you. No matter what you've done, no matter where you live, no matter your situation, none of that matters other than he loves you. And you don't have to, you know, start talking about everything and be somebody you're not. God wants you to be who you are and utilize the skills, utilize the gifts that he's given you to continue to go down a path of purpose that he really wants you to go down. And I see this over and over. And I, and I was one of these people at one point is I didn't want to fully commit. And I was really, instead of following Jesus, I was asking Jesus to follow me. I believed in Jesus. I believed in God. I believed in heaven. I believed in eternity. I believed in the afterlife. I believe in the Holy Spirit. But I was like, hey, follow me. I'm good. And if that's you, now's the time to start following Jesus. And as we said, all these signs, they continue to elevate. They continue to be in the news, whether it's the real news, the fake news, whatever news, these topics are happening. And to me, there's your signs. And God is talking to you right now. And Dan's going to lead you how to, how to recommit to Jesus and how to, to give your life to Jesus if you've never done that. And uh, you can have 100% positively assurance that you can spend time in heaven with Jesus, with Dan, and with me. So hopefully the last two people didn't deter you. I was about to say, you can hang out with GJ and I in heaven, but if you don't like us, sorry, we're going to be there anyway. <laughs> anyway, getting um, back to the seriousness of this, we, uh, we wouldn't do this every single week if it weren't for the fact that we want to introduce you to who we know is the God of all creation who happened to be there before creation and created us special, unique, we're fearfully and wonderfully made and understand that there's a purpose in our life. And that purpose is to be in relationship with God, our Father, our Creator through Jesus Christ, who is His Son. And the fact that when we separated ourselves through sin, for, through disobedience and through sin, through the temptation that the enemy had, Jesus and God went on a mission at that point and had it all planned out on a way to get our, say, our attentions back and be in relationship with Him to provide a way that we can be in relationship with him that's that that took the separation of sin and said you know what no i'm going to create a, a bridge over the gap of sin so that i can get to my creation because i want to be in relationship with them so jesus did that for us 
And there's only, there's only one thing we have to do really. And that's, first of all, accept that we are lost without him, that we need him, that Jesus is the son of God. We believe that he is the son of God that came to provide that way through the death and resurrection, through his death on the cross, willingly walking onto that cross, dying for us, taking all the sin upon his shoulders so that we could have a way to get to God. He is the only way, the only truth, the only life that leads to a relationship with God, our Father. So all you gotta do is, is admit that we're, that we're not believers, that we're, that we're lost without him, accept and believe that he is the son of God, and then confess. And then that confession part says, I am, I am saying to you, God, I need you in my life. I need you in my life. Come and live in my heart. Teach me the right way to live and give me the boldness to live it out for you. If, even in the face of persecution and things that may come your way and that I can overcome one day all of this stuff that's going on. So let's say that prayer together. And um, if that's you, pray with me. Dear Jesus, we accept that we are lost without you. There's no way that we could have a relationship with God without you being the one that came to this earth to live and to die on a cross, to be executed for not doing anything wrong because you lived a perfect life. And then you conquered and beat death, hell, and the grave. You rose from the grave and you now live forever. And you are calling us to a relationship with you. So Lord, we believe that. We believe you are the son of God. We confess with our mouth. We need you desperately. We ask you, Lord Jesus, to come and live with us, teach us, change us from the inside out so that we can overcome one day and be with you forever in relationship. So I would pray that, uh, that prayer for everyone that is accepting you for the first time. And if that's if you're, here, if you're listening to us today and you want to recommit your life and say, you know what, I need to get myself, I don't want to be like the church of Laodicea that says, I am a true believer, but I'm not living that way and I'm, and I'm indifferent towards Jesus. Today is the day that you can actually say, I am taking that indifference and I'm turning it into faith, believing, and I'm not indifferent anymore towards Jesus, but I want to live close to him in relationship with him and I want to be with him and I want to be 100% sure that when Jesus comes back or I die, I'm going to be with him forever. If that's you, pray the same prayer we just prayed. And Lord, we pray your blessing on all of us and all of those that are in this world. We pray for the people of Venezuela. We pray for people all over this world that are impacted by what's going on with this planet, what's going on with the sin that's in this world. And we ask, Lord, you be with them and help them to understand that they have a purpose and a plan for their life, be in relationship with you, that you are not willing that any should perish, but that all would come to repentance and have eternal life with you. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 So leaving this show with all that racket going on behind you or above you, hopefully you can handle the solar crickets because that's what it is. <laughs> well, I got a bunch of work to do. I know you got a bunch of work to do too, but we want to um, thank you guys for joining us. We love you. We pray for you every day and we'll keep on doing this until Jesus comes back or he says, stop. There it is. All right. We love you guys. We'll see you next time. Blessings. Thank you for tuning in to End Times Chat with GJ and Dan. If you decided to follow Christ, email us at endtimeschat at gmail.com. We would love to hear your story. Tune in next time for more. And don't forget to pray, prepare, protect, proclaim, pray again, persist, persevere, and pass it on. God bless 
We'll see you next time.